Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Please follow along in your New Mercy app or on the screen. Hear now the word of God. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of God. Hey, what's up, New Mercy? Good to see all of you. This Sunday morning worship, we're glad you can join us. And we just want to remind you once again, after this worship, please join us in fellowship through Zoom. There'll be two rooms starting today and every Sunday from uh, today onward. And for 10.30 and 1 p.m., communities to gather together so we can fellowship and just say hi, hang out, and there'll be a facilitator for each room. So please do join us after this worship. Here at New Mercy, we've been going through a new sermon series called Meeting Jesus, Encounters That Transform. We've been looking at the gospel stories and examining characters who met Jesus in their lives and through it, their entire life just turned upside down. So four weeks ago, we saw the wedding at Cana when Jesus does his first miracle ever, turning the water into wine, and how all the guests at the wedding experienced the abundance of Jesus' grace. And then Pastor Kathy shared her conviction and her testimony about how God reached out to her and how she encountered him, especially through disappointment and experiencing Jesus' intimate love. And then we saw Pastor Wanjie preach on the feeding of the 5,000 when Jesus, through this miracle, really showed his generous heart for his people. And then Pastor Tina spoke last week and inspired us with the story of healing when a bleeding woman came to Jesus, touches him, and rest is history. So we called out for healing and restoration. And in a similar light, we get to Mark chapter 10 today, and we see another character who goes through a healing and restoration by encountering Jesus. His name is Bartimaeus. He's a blind beggar, and he lives around Jericho. And we see that Jesus, doing his first uh, miracle in Cana up north, in tiny little village in, in north, and today we are in Jericho, where he encounters Bartimaeus, a big, huge city, 15 miles north of Jerusalem. And it's almost to show that in the first miracle that Jesus ever does in Cana, and this last miracle that he ever does before he goes to Jerusalem to die on the cross in Jericho, that he's teaching us that it does not matter for Jesus, whether you're from a small village or a big city, north, south, east, or west. Jesus wants to encounter you. He wants to preach and teach and restore you. So, we get to Jericho. 
And you imagine his disciples and crowd, they're moving him along. This is at the peak of Jesus Christ's ministry, and he's busy. Everywhere he went, thousands gathered. So just like any other day, he wakes up and he's passing by Jericho to get to Jerusalem, and thousands have gathered. And more have gathered than usual because this is the time of Passover where thousands have pilgrimaged to Jerusalem. In fact, historians argue that just within the city of Jericho, there would have been more than 22,000 priests who are preparing their way to Jerusalem to preach and teach. And then there's been thousands who have traveled from north and east who are on their way to Jerusalem and they have to go through the city Jericho. And there we see this blind beggar. The streets of uh, busy Jericho, Bartimaeus is asking for alms. He's asking for money because that's his place in his society. See, there's a strong caste system, a social, cultural uh, a status quo that beggars and the poor and the sick had to uh, maintain that you're at the bottom of that caste system and your job was to just remain there. Because during this time, people believed that theologically, there must have been something that you did so gravely wrong in your life that Jesus and God punished you, that there is a divine punishment attached to your physical brokenness. So being blind and being poor all this Bartimaeus could do was to go into the streets and ask and beg. But not today. Not today, says Bartimaeus, because today he doesn't just beg. He screams. He screams at the top of his lung looking for Jesus. It says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I imagine Bartimaeus being blind knowing his area in Jericho. And because he can't see, he hears and listens much more carefully at what's going on. I imagine the crowds have gathered every day and they talk as if he's not even there. And today he hears murmurs that there is this Messiah, Jesus, who is going through Jericho, that he might be right here right now. And just finding that out and Hearing the crowds of gather, Bartimaeus realizes this is his chance and he screams in top of his lung. And this is where we learn our first uh, point that Bartimaeus does not wait for an ideal circumstance to call out to Jesus. See, Bartimaeus, when he calls out to Jesus, how does a crowd respond initially? They rebuke him. They tell him to shut up, stay in your corner, and just beg. You have no right to meet Jesus. It's not an ideal time. He gets shut down. He gets pushed aside. But what does he do? He rises to the occasion and he calls out to Jesus with all that he has. In fact, in Greek, the word cry out here is kratzo. And this verb form is used twice in the New Testament, once to describe the demon-possessed man who screams in top of his lungs. And in Revelations, a woman 
who is giving birth to a child and in pain she screams, Kratzo. So imagine how loud that is. And he's screaming and the crowd says, Shut up! Be quiet! And yet he calls out again, Son of David! Please have mercy on me. And Jesus hears his cry. Along with his cry, Bartimaeus does two things that are very uncharacteristic of a blind beggar. He throws off his cloak and he says he sprung up towards Jesus. Now, I've been to many overseas missions and local missions and, you know, even in the streets of New York City right here in our neighborhood, you see a lot of beggars and homeless folks. And when I've been on overseas missions, I've seen blind beggars as well. And here's two things that blind beggars do not do. They don't throw away their cloak or clothes and then they don't spring up. Beggars, especially blind ones, do not throw off their cloaks and spring up. In fact, what beggars do is cower and cringe. Beggars during these times, especially those who are blind, would have used their cloaks to receive the alms and coins. And at this, at the sign of Bartimaeus hearing Jesus' voice and others murmuring, he throws off that cloak, the very lifeline that gave him life. The lifeline that he had to hold dearly. Imagine the coins flying, him throwing off the cloak that protected him and gave him something to eat. And he springs up, screaming, Lord, have mercy on me, son of David. The fact that Mark records this unusual behavior of Bartimaeus shows that transformation deep down inside is already happening within him. So first lesson is that Bartimaeus didn't wait for the ideal circumstances to call out to Jesus, and neither should we. It's a very crowded area. He's rebuked by others. He's silenced by others, and yet he still calls out to the Lord. How often do we in our lives, do we wait for that ideal circumstance? We want this to be right, that to be right. When others shut us down, when others rebuke us, when others look at us weird, we don't want to call out to God. We wait for the right moment. But guess what? Jesus, through the Spirit, is everywhere, is constantly looking for us, reaching out to us, wanting us to call out to Him. So I hope that you don't hold back calling out to the Lord, that there is no ideal time to come before God. It doesn't matter where you are and what internal state that you've been uh, in. We need to face our obstacles, whether it's people or our circumstances, by screaming out to our God. And here's how Jesus responds. To Bartimaeus' cries, Jesus stops and then calls upon him. And then he does something that I don't really understand, right? Jesus goes to Bartimaeus and says, Oh, what is it that you want? Really, Jesus? He's blind. He's begging. Obviously, the two things that he probably wants the most is to be able to see and some money. And yet, Jesus still asks 
Bartimaeus what he wants. Sometimes we call out to Jesus and we ask for that tiny little thing that we want. Some sliver of alleviation from discomfort or pain. And we don't ask God for this complete revolutionary change in life. Jesus is checking Bartimaeus' heart and his mind. What is it that you want from me? And you would think that everyone who followed Jesus would answer that with conviction for everlasting transformation, but that's not true. And this is where we learn our second lesson for the day. See, when you look at Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52, we see Bartimaeus. But just before this passage, few verses before, we actually see the two of the 12 disciples, James and John, coming to Jesus and requesting for something. And in response, Jesus says, what is it that you want? See, these two passages back to back are in stark contrast of each other. Why? Because we want to learn that Jesus cares about how we ask, what heart we have when we come before him. See, James and John were fighting. I imagine they were arguing who is going to be the greatest. And then they come to Jesus and they ask, Jesus, we have a request. And Jesus answers very similar, if not the same way, as he asked Bartimaeus, what is it that you want from me? And James and John answers Jesus. It's, Jesus, when you wear that crown and become the king, when you have all the power in this world and all the money and all the fame and all the glory of this world, can we be your right-hand man? Can I have all that fame, all that money, all that power? Seeing right through James and John, Jesus rebukes them. And does not answer. But here in Mark 10, 46-52, when Bartimaeus is asked by Jesus, What is it that you want? Bartimaeus requests and asks genuinely what he wants. And that is his self-interest, healing, and restoration. See, I want to talk about selfish desires and self-interest desires. There is selfish desires or selfish requests, that of James and John, where we want to ask Jesus, God, give me this so I benefit. I don't really care about others. In fact, they could lose out and I want to be greater than them. There's a win and lose situation that is self-desire, selfish desires that impact our request upon the Lord. And that is what we see in James and John, and they get rebuked by Jesus. But what we want is self-interest um, request upon the Lord, where we definitely need and want something from God, but through that restoration and healing, if it's self-interest desires, we want to use that gifting to serve others. There's a win-win situation at heart. Bartimaeus wants to heal and restore because he wants to see this world that Jesus has created. And we see in response at the end of this story that his heart was genuine and he really wanted to serve 
with the gift that Jesus Christ would give him. What we see in uh, in a different version of scripture, NIV uh, doesn't really show this, but in NRSV or ESV, other translation, we actually see Bartimaeus saying, Jesus, my teacher, Rabbi, let me see again. In Luke 18.41, Bartimaeus requests to see again. In other translation, it says, restore my sight. So what we know is that Bartimaeus once he was able to see, but somehow, for some reason, he lost his vision. But he comes before the Lord today, simply asking him with his self-interest. He wants to heal. And I want to challenge us. Are there things that you're asking upon the Lord? You're requesting something? I hope that you feel convicted enough to think about this. Are those convictions coming from a selfish place where you just want to gain? Or are you even thinking about others that in receiving that very thing that you're asking upon the Lord, God is asking you right now, what do you want to do with that? How are you going to serve others and your community with that very gift that you're asking for? So I hope that we become self-interested but not selfish in our prayers to God. And then Jesus says, Go, your faith has made you well. Go, your faith has made you well. And like that, Bartimaeus is healed. He can see again. And in Jesus' response and how he heals Bartimaeus, we see what Bartimaeus does. And this is how we know his heart was so genuine about meeting the Lord. Third lesson is this, that Bartimaeus had faith in God's love and care. And he knew, he knew that Jesus would welcome his interruption. In faith, Bartimaeus steps out boldly with passion and determination. And Jesus stops because he loves and cares for his children who are suffering, who are in need. And Jesus heals and restores. In verse 52, it says, Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately, Bartimaeus received his sight. And then what? Followed Jesus on the road. You catch that? He receives healing and immediately he follows Jesus. There are many people who were physically restored and healed throughout the New Testament. But Bartimaeus is the only one that we find out that immediately after he is healed, he follows Jesus. In fact, there's a a spatial dimension in this story. The words when Bartimaeus is introduced here, It says, he is alongside the road in Jericho, begging. Alongside the road. And by only a few passages later, we see what? He is not alongside the road, but he's on the road with Jesus. We want to be on the road with Jesus. But in order to do so, we need to reflect upon how we are along the road and we request upon God. We should request like Bartimaeus did. 
having faith that God loves and cares for us so much that He actually asks and wants and desires our interruptions. In Mark, Bartimaeus is the first person seeking a miracle who approaches Jesus in faith, but he is the only one who winds up following Jesus. So imagine Bartimaeus then going with Jesus from Jericho into Jerusalem with the 12 disciples and many others. That is a beautiful picture, an ending to a story um, that shows us what happens when we act in faith. You know, when, when I think about blind people, I think the first person I obviously think about because she's so famous is Helen Keller. And one time in an interview, Helen Keller was asked, perhaps insensitively, this question. Isn't it, isn't it terrible to be blind? And in her famous words, she responded this way. Better to be blind and to see with the heart than to have two good eyes and see nothing. To be, it's better to be blind and to see with the heart than to have two good eyes and to see nothing. And I think that really fits well here with the story of Bartimaeus where he teaches us what it really means to see with his heart. He saw the heart of Jesus Christ and even though he was physically blind, he understood how much Jesus wanted to restore him and how much he cared for him. So I hope that message inspires you to think about how we come before the Lord. And I hope it challenges you uh, about um, our faith and our trust in our God, how He wants your interruptions. And I hope that encourages you to think about um, how we are to come to Him no matter what our circumstances. Let us pray together and respond in prayer and through the song. <music>